that's so much dough and it's yes. raw and you shouldn't eat raw cookie dough. I think some of it is cooked or sorry, cooked. <laughs> some of it is baked. Welcome to Say Smut, a literary podcast for readers and non-readers. Yes, hello, welcome. That is Sarah, and she loves books. And that's Hope. She loves talking about the books I read. Uh, Each episode, I break down the plot of some pretty wild books to Hope who has not read them. And today is shockingly no different, um, even though we switched it up on you guys last time. Just the once. Um, yes. And I want to formally apologize for our inconsistent posting schedule this fall because I have been sick and working and, uh, and traveling and hope has been working her little tushy off. And so it's a crazy time and it's a time to make you crazy. So I would like to immediately rescind that. We can't be sorry for being human. Moving on. (laughs) I just put pressure on myself to always be, um, perfect. No, I'm just going (laughs) to inconsistent. Um, so, uh, if you clicked on today's episode, uh, I want to (laughs) thank you for, first of all, doing it. And second of all, thank you for doing it with this title because I cannot emphasize enough how crude and, uh, disturbing this is about to be. Um, so we are, going to be reading um (laughs) come cookies and cream i need you to know that i opened the document to put in my research for this and even i was like a little concerned when i did it (laughs) yeah yeah as you should be um this is by jb carter um it is the only content warning i have for you today is that it is very sexual like, but like also gross sexual. So like, I'm going to keep the details a little bit to a minimum because sure. do you want to guess how many pages this story was? I'm going to guess definitely under a hundred, maybe somewhere around uh, 15 to 20. It was nine pages. <laughs> Amazing. Nine pages. <laughs> um, I came across a TikTok about this one and I was like, can't help it. It is the season to get nasty. So uh, here we are Amazing. reading Come Cookies and Cream by J.B. Carter. The only bio I could find about them uh, was in the back of the book and they refer to them as they them. So any references, please stay non-binary or... Um, uh yes please anyway uh it says quote they write romantic and erotic short stories sometimes with a weird twist and who does so from a bungalow somewhere in the southern hemisphere incredible i would like to thank them so much just off the bat and i haven't even heard about what our story will be yet and they have some similar themed books uh including fucking the pumpkin and stuff in the turkey so oh my gosh next year Yes. Fall's going to get crazy. Fall's going to be wild. <laughs> um, so Story Graph, it has a 2.17 out of mm-hmm. 5. Rough. Mm-hmm. Rough go. Out um, of how many reviews, though? Like a ton or like not a lot? I'm going to leave that vague because these people at least read it. You know what okay. I mean? Well, like, sure. it's not one that's going to have thousands. Um, <laughs> but that's why you listen to our podcast. Uh, so Goodreads, it has a 2.44. Um, Sarah did not rate it because I waited for this exact moment. Amazing. Um, So are you ready, Hope? 
Yes, I'm super ready. Okay, great. Um, so as I mentioned, only nine pages. We open in the heat of the moment with Vic, who is a man, okay. um, who is fighting with his boyfriend Clark on the phone. Oh no, Vic and Clark yep. fighting at the holidays, I assume. Yes. It, it, they, Clark is like, this is too much. I can't do this anymore. Everything is too much. He was like, you know, Vic's like, is it me? Is it Christmas? Is it my family? He's like, yes, is it it's everything. Is it, it is me? Everything. Is it Christmas? Is it me? Is it me, the Christmas self? Um, no. So he's like, is it me? It's yes, yes. So they're in this heat of this fight. And Vic is like, you know what? I know you're fucking your, your co-worker, Henry. Look out. Oh, sorry, not Henry, Harry. <laughs> oh, well, still <laughs> gasp. Gasp. And Clark doesn't turn this down, this accusation down. He's more just like, you're ridiculous. I'm not dealing with this. And then he hangs oh, up no. on him. Oh, okay. no. And... <sighs> Like Vic was it's trying to call him back. He's he's now got the message that says this this call cannot connect, you know, blah blah blah. This call is no longer in service, blah blah blah. Um, which is like obviously he got blocked, right? Oh the sure. only, okay. right. Like, that's the only be the cause of that <laughs> happening. Could you immediately call the phone company to say, please discontinue the, the use of this phone number? I'm changing numbers. But see, you it. and I come from a from a from a time where it took a lot to get rid of somebody from you know or stop them from calling you. you yeah, know? I used to call my first boyfriend on a landline phone from my kitchen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so you should know that while this conversation was happening and while he's freaking out, Vic is in the middle of he's, he's elbows deep in gingerbread dough because he was going to make gingerbread houses for them to decorate when oh, no. Clark got home from work because Clark's been obsessed with gingerbread houses since watching like this baking show, which relatable. We all think yeah, we are same. chefs and bakers after watching TV shows. I made cookies just this morning. They were well, not you, gingerbread, though. But you also work. In no, the not for my job. For fun no. at my okay. house. <laughs> Sorry. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so in, in the midst of all of this, he's like, I'm covered in dough and sugar. And I have all this icing and all the creme de la creme type of ingredients. He's like, I didn't go cheapo on this because I love this man. I, I bought the expensive shit. Mm -hmm. And um I don't know. I think Vic has some really harsh words, you know, on this phone call. He was pretty aggressive, which I don't want to accuse Vic of anything because we really don't know his character um, sure. other than these nine pages. Yeah, I was going to say, who uh, could in these nine pages? <laughs> but I think his following actions are really going to tell you how extreme he is. Mm -hmm. um, so he's now sitting here broken up, broken hearted with all this shit that he had for his ex-boyfriend, now ex-boyfriend. Wow, they fully broke up. Yeah, I mean, he Damn. accused him of cheating. And, and, and I mean, I guess the fault. Well, yeah, but Clark was like, this is too much. I'm done. I'm kind of surprised that Clark is the one to be like, I'm sad. I'm being dumped, even though I did a bad thing. I guess that's the perspective I assume we would but get did this he, coming did from. Did he do a bad thing? What did he do? Well, he seems to have because he wasn't like, I didn't fuck Henry slash Harry. I already can't remember which one is that guy's actual Harry. name. Harry. So. He, he, he was just kind of didn't say anything about that accusation. So I assume he did it. I don't know. Okay. Well, whatever. anyway, whatever. the next quote before we have a page break, because there are no chapters. This is nine pages. I would hope um, not. 
there's a page break, but there's this direct quote. Quote, him and his gingerbread could get fucked, and I was going to do just that. End quote. <laughs> At this time, Hope, would you mind, while we are halfway through our book, essentially. <laughs> At the intermission of this novel. Would you like to tell us about gingerbread? I sure would. It isn't uh, super often that components of my research hit a weirdness to match the likes of our books. Um this one almost gets us there, the research of gingerbread. Not quite, though. I'm going to say there's no way that anything in my research is as weird as what we are probably going to be dealing with next in this book, um, just based on the title and with no idea what's about to happen. Um, but we are talking about Queen Elizabeth I. We are talking about witches. We are talking I'm sorry. about orgies. I'm so sorry. I don't ever know what to expect from when you do your research because I give you the most vague topics and you can really take it wherever you want to go. But for you to sit back and tell me Queen Victoria orgies, or sorry, Queen Elizabeth, (laughs) sorry. Yes. Queen Elizabeth orgies in witchcraft. I love it. It doesn't, I don't want to get your hopes up. They aren't all part of one one instance. They are separate of each other. Oh, that would be a whole different podcast. Um, but the would title it of would yeah. it? <laughs> it could also be a book we cover next. All the writers could get to writing. Um, in the meantime, we're going to talk about gingerbread in a report I'm calling "Gingerbread Oh Man, What a Weird History." I'm ready. You're so welcome. Okay, so um, thank you so much to my sources, which were uh, MarthaStewart.com, Time.com. Uh, and Wikipedia, and actually nothing else. So it's <laughs> actually much, nothing actually else. Actually, nothing else. Um, I don't know why I said that so aggressively. But anyway, uh, it's kind of a brief history, which I think is fitting for our book. Um, according to the Times article by Olivia B. Waxman, which is titled The Surprising Reasons Why Gingerbread Men Became a Holiday Classic, gingerbread in general uh, didn't even start with ginger or as bread. <laughs> it was. Interesting. Yeah, earlier versions were more of a honey cake. Um, Michael Crondall, who's the author of a book called Sweet Invention, A History of Dessert, told Times in this article that honey cakes can be traced back to ancient Greece, that uh, like eventually we would get introduced into the spices that would come into gingerbread, and it kind of gets mixed into this honey cake recipe, but where it starts is just more of a honey cake recipe because they didn't have access to these spices yet. Um, Crondall also told Times that in ancient Rome, Dudes would eat, quote, anatomically correct honey cakes ahead of orgies and that they believed doing so would get them revved up and ready to orgy. So, wow. Yeah. So that's it. right away. We're starting with orgies. So I don't uh, here's what I'll say. I am not sure if anatomically correct honey cake means it looks like a person and it's got genitalia or if it just the cake looks like just flat out genitalia Um, either or. Whichever you'd prefer, because I, it didn't say. Yeah, it is interesting. But yeah, they're like, got to eat this really anatomically correct honey cake before the orgy to get ready to rumble. Oh, my God. Um, and this kind of weird, not not orgy specifically, but this kind of weird theme of eating a thing before in advance of something happening continues in our gingerbread history. Oh, Okay. So and it's not completely out of nowhere, and I didn't just put it in here because I thought it would be funny to talk about orgies, even though I did think it was funny to talk about orgies. Um, in the article, the Not Always Sweet Holiday 
History of Gingerbread by Amy Lee Ball, which was on MarthaStewart.com. Ball referenced this book called The Gingerbread Book. And in that book, it said that uh, ginger and molasses and honey cakes may have been introduced in Western Europe by crusaders in the 11th century. Bummer. And that they picked up uh, on using ginger while crusading in the Mediterranean. They fucking would. We bummer everything. Yeah. It's, look... I'm, I spoiler alert that I will reference uh, my previous research on the sad history of spices in a mere two bullet points. From- <laughs> I was about to say, if you guys are unaware, please listen to our which episode? Uh, Seduced by the pumpkin spice latte yes. um, episode because she has a rich history, rich, of violent and depressing, violent and depressing history of pumpkin spice. So you're welcome. Sorry for the downer. Um, there is a 15th century recipe from an English cookbook for something that is, I'm assuming, called gingerbread, but it's spelled with so many extra letters. Like, it's not spelled gingerbread the way you'd expect. It's spelled G-Y-N-G-E-R-B-R-E-D-E. Interesting. <laughs> Incredible. Um, okay. Uh, anyway, so there's a 15th century recipe book for gingerbread. If you'd like to pronounce all those letters um and it isn't really a bread and it doesn't have ginger but it does have honey and cinnamon and cloves and stuff so we're like getting closer to ginger bread okay um gingerbread the way that we think of it, it didn't come into the mainstream for quite a while because there wasn't access to the spices needed for it Think of course our friends gin uh cinnamon and ginger allspice and nutmeg and black pepper and cloves see my research from seduced by the pumpkin spice latte for details uh the spices have a sad history uh and how they came into prominence is also depressing uh tldr it's a bummer um but kind of a similar thing here eventually those spices get incorporated into this honey cake recipe that we've started with and starts to turn into the gingerbread that we are more familiar with now um the spices have kind of changed over time but that's how it morphed. Once all of these terrible things happened where there was more access to spices and they were traveling more into Europe uh, and they were being incorporated in more recipes. And then uh, that's kind of how we got our gingerbread uh, for a nice little TLDR. Wikipedia said basically gingerbread came about in the 15th century. Great. Um, the making of gingerbread men comes a little bit later than that. So according to the Wikipedia on gingerbread men, uh, people looking cookies started at around the 16th century. So there's a gap between when we've had gingerbread as a recipe and when we are getting uh, the gingerbread shaped like humans. Got it. Which is great. Um, My Times article and my Martha Stewart article both stated that Queen Elizabeth I is the origin of uh, gingerbread men and that in the 1500s she would often serve gingerbread people that were meant to represent like the people in her court or the foreign oh. dignitary she's having over to the fancy dinner um sort of like caricatures but i feel like that could be also an insult at some point it you could know also be an like, insult. like here i made you with a giant ass yeah um, <laughs> it's just your nose is huge your nose is massive in this one it's supposed to look like you I, I did it at your bad angle instead of your good angle. <laughs> Otherwise, it's, it is perfectly like you, but from the angle of yourself that you hate the most. <laughs> um, both of those articles, uh, Times and Martha Stewart, also noted that around the same time, I, a separate of this, there was a belief in the 1500s that eating a gingerbread husband would help women get married, which is pretty fun. 
That is a fun thing. I love eating men. Yeah. To get men. Yes. I will say, I think that we could widen the gender spectrum of ginger persons, but She's at the time, man-eater. it was pretty much just dudes, and apparently ladies were eating them to get married. So, to quote uh, the surprising reasons why gingerbread men became a holiday classic, uh, it says, Gingerbread men were dished out by folk medicine practitioners, often described as witches or magicians, who would create them as love tokens for young women. And then there's a quote within this quote from uh, Carol Livian, who is the director of medieval studies uh, programs at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, and is also also the author of a book on the reign of Elizabeth I. So uh, she's quoted as saying, if they could get the man of their choice to eat the gingerbread man that had been made for them, the idea was the man would then fall in love with the young woman. Interesting. Which, I mean, there's something to baking for the people you love, I suppose. Really, you can win them over with his stomach. Isn't What's the quote I'm thinking of? Yeah, the key to a man's heart. Heart is through his stomach. Yeah, that's what that is. There you go. <laughs> so we, we really abide by and practice that, as you can tell by our, uh, I don't know, real enthusiasm <laughs> of what we're saying. Um, I bake I bake for myself and no one else. Yeah, so. well, that's independent You can't people's. say that. No, I can't say <laughs> I'm that. I'm a baker. But honestly, yeah, I bake for like a whole city of people, now that I think about it. Um, another belief that I didn't see quite as frequently in the research that I did, but doesn't mean it's not prominent, is that uh, the like classic shape of a gingerbread man, sort of like nondescript, no yeah. hands and feet, like what you think of when you think of a gingerbread man, um, actually looks more like a little kid. And so then it could be used to represent baby Jesus at Christmas time. Mm, I'm not sure. going to take that one. No, well, I mean it's one that came up, and if that's what you like to use gingerbread for, sure, sure. whatever, I don't care. Sure. Um, but yeah, so also, also, some people will say that the spices in gingerbread could represent gifts given to baby Jesus by like wise men or the magi. I don't know. That feels like a stretch. If that's your deal. Like it's a stretch. Great. It's not as fun as marry a man by feeding him gingerbread. I like that one better. That's just my. Personal I also like thing. the orgy one, but. We all, also, yes, uh, I really enjoy anatomically correct gingerbread persons uh, as much as anybody else would. So finally, uh, Germany has a gingerbread cookie called Lebkuchen. I hope that that's how that's pronounced. I tried to look it up, but it's got like cinnamon and ginger and cloves and stuff in it. Um, and Nuremberg became the gingerbread capital of the world in around the 1600s because of this cookie recipe, this like gingerbread recipe. Um, and they had... Uh, master bakers who would make art out of these so i think this more kind of gives us the realm of gingerbread houses but all, all kinds of different you know scenes made out of gingerbread i like made there. i like that germany was like hey we know that this has like a tradition in multiple cultures but we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna take the cake or the gingerbread on this one and we're just gonna we're gonna be the capital well, Truly, through you all. <laughs> well, uh, so the Martha Stewart article said the oldest recorded gingerbread recipe uh, dating to the 16th century is kept in the Germanic National Museum in Nuremberg, and gingerbread from that city has a protected geographical indication from the European Union. Oh. So I looked into this, and it's a lot to get into, and there are different kinds of protections, and I'm not going to do a big deep dive on no. it, but basically. Uh, as it pertains to gingerbread recipes, my understanding is that this protected status basically just denotes that uh, the gingerbread has like a specific quality attributed to it um, that is f- from the region these cookies are coming from. 
So like there are other foods that are like this. Sometimes it's to do with just the qualities of how it, it could be like the process used to make something. It could be the region something is specifically grown in. Like you can only get X thing in Italy in this one place. And so it gets this denoted with this protection. And sometimes I think it's just kind of like the style of a thing. I, it's a lot. Look, I was going to add a whole EU, thing on it and it was too much. If the EU steps in and says it's protected, I don't know. I kind of trust it. I I'm not. I'm not going to fuck with that recipe. No, I'm not uh, fucking with it. Last but not least, absolutely nobody asked me, but an IKEA in Oslo, Norway, created the largest gingerbread man uh, on record in November of 2009. November 9th of 2009, to be specific. Guinness told me so. Apparently, it weighed 1,435 pounds, which is 651 kilograms for people who like measuring stuff that way. You're welcome. How I want to know, do you have length on that? Not at all. I did okay. see a picture. Like I, one of the articles mentioned this record, so I went to the Guinness Book of World Records to see the entry on it. And in the picture, they're like pulling it out the back end of a, not a semi, but like a truck, kind of like yeah. that. It's very very long. Okay, so bigger than human size. Yeah, several okay. humans around it. Not like, uh, I'd, I'm trying to think. I could just try and look this up. I want to say maybe like eight to ten humans maybe not even that oh many. my gosh okay wow that's a lot and that was quite the ride i yes. love your research because i feel like i never know what i'm gonna get and this was one of my favorites i think thank this you i'm so glad um there are hold on i just loaded the picture uh one two three four five six seven eight nine yeah about like 10 people standing around this gingerbread coming out of a truck does it say anything on length no but it really should have i'm gonna send this picture to sarah thank you <laughs> and we'll put it on our story on our instagram um so we're gonna pop back into our story do you want to guess what you think is gonna happen next so yeah i was contemplating this a little bit it i would assume that he's just gonna like come in the gingerbread <laughs> and then bake it. Um, there was part of me in a world of whimsy and fantasy that wants a gingerbread man to be made or to appear and to just really give Vic a good time. But my assumption based on the emphasis on come and cookies and cream is that he's just going to jizz right into this uh, cookie dough or something. So you're not terribly far off and also your hopes and dreams are not terribly far off so um he goes to work on creating a life-size gingerbread man um he makes it ass cheeks and all um and it's supposed to resemble clark um oh good so he makes it on his kitchen island he he drops his pants takes off his shirt and climbs onto the island and mm -hmm. <laughs> the way you are like suppressing mm -hmm. a reaction just, right I'm now. I'm just taking it in. I'm no, and I want in. you to know, like my stomach was churning reading this because like I am a sweets person. I love cookies. I love any chocolate. I love anything sweet that I can have. So this was just like disturbing me to the max. My job is bakery and I bake off like molasses and, and ginger cookies a lot. <laughs> And this makes so, me feel bad. <laughs> yeah. This, if you don't like, like essentially food gore, 
um, you can just like move forward a couple. I'm not going to do too much in detail here, yeah. but but if you love it, stay tuned because here, here, here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. We are children. We are middle school Truly boys. The worst people. Okay, so I love this quote. Um, quote: The tarnished brown figure looked up at me as though in fear, like it knew what was coming. End quote. And the way. <laughs> The way that puts a visual in your head of this poor little ginger man. First, I mean, it's not great either way. My first visual was more menacing, but then I remembered the scene in Shrek where the gingerbread man is being tortured. And that made it funnier and easier to take in for me personally. I'm so... (laughs) hope i swear we have the same mind we like might a- be miles <laughs> apart but we have the same mind when uh, thinking about this scene because i thought the same exact yeah thing. like at first i was like oh no holy shit scared gingerbread and then i was like oh my god drop buttons <laughs> you know shrek is one of the best movies of all time so yeah, you know i do know the muffin man i do so the i should point out that he has sexual relations with the butt of the gingerbread man Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and he is but he is fantasizing about his ex-boyfriend sure not about gingerbread no he's more like it's not even quite an anger fuck you know what i mean like it is more like he like is mad but it's like the want from a makeup sex right like it's kind of like that i'm angry but at the same time I know all these things about you because I've been intimate with you before. Sure. So then he breaks through the ass of the. <laughs> it is made of cookie dough. He breaks through the ass of the cookie. And- I Here's what I'll say as an important point of context. Um, in my work experience of handling like ginger molasses cookie dough and also other gingerbread dough. It is so sticky. Yeah. Like, if you're going to cut it up into pieces to form, like, cookie shapes to then bake it, you need to have had it in the refrigerator for a super long time so it can get as hard as you can make it be. Because in a very brief amount of time, the second you pull it out of a fridge, it will get so soft and so sticky. I am so glad we have your expertise on this. It's just important context for the actions being taken. Uh, I wanted to give us uh, some insight on consistency. I don't know the recipe that Vic was using. I can't account for if there's any bits of ginger in there. Sometimes you add some. Yeah. Um, not sure. Not sure about the recipe, but would denote generally that in my experience, it's a it's a sticky it's dough. Sticky, and we're gonna get into that. Um, Good, because he, so he breaks through the butt. And goes on to the counter because obviously he's on a counter. So if you break open the butt of a gingerbread man, it's just on the counter. You're going to poke the counter with your And he's not quite done. So what does he do? He moves to the mouth of the gingerbread man. Um, And that is where... How much dough did this man make? A lot. This is a human-sized gingerbread man. Who are you baking that? I know that you were going to make gingerbread houses to decorate, but I don't think you need a human being's worth of dough to make two gingerbread houses. I don't know. Look, this is a nine page book. I cannot tell you. Maybe they were building like a human sized gingerbread like scene. I I doubt it. Decoration. And it's just like a lot of dough. 
Hope, I need you to stop giving reason. Okay. There's no yeah. reason. Um, so once he is done with his escapades and he has finished completely with the cookie dough or the gingerbread man, mm-hmm. um, he, <laughs> again, I refuse to quote more than that, um, uh-huh. in detail of the stickiness and the grossness that is happening. It is gross. Yeah. Just but the front that- door opens. Oh. Okay. And in walks Clark. I see you're dick deep in some cookie dough. Do you want to talk about that? He's not dick deep anymore. He's not dick deep, but he sees the mess. At first he's like, oh my gosh, you were right, Vic. And then he stops and he's like, wait, what's going on here? Why is there a dummy thick ass all busted up (laughs) on the counter made completely of gingerbread dough? Why does it vaguely look like me? I don't understand. Why is his face so scared looking? <laughs> Sorry. Stuff. So it's tough. Nick, instead of giving any answers, he's just like, What the fuck are you doing here? And I love how quickly Clark just ignores the scene in front of him and immediately goes into explaining, like, you were right, I was being an asshole. Like, I'm I'm scared to meet your family and the whole Christmas thing. It's our first time. Like, I felt trapped, but then I realized with you, I'm never trapped. This is just like the opening to a new life and blah blah blah. And I'm like, I would have so many more questions about the scene I just walked into before yeah. I gave any explanation of shit. So uh, yeah, I, interesting. So Vic was like, uh, did you not cheat on me? And Clark was like, of course not. I don't know even why you would think that. Uh, like, no, I didn't cheat on you. I just was so fed up with everything that like, I didn't tell you earlier. And what do you, he's like, what can I do to make it up to you? Like, what can I do to make up my assholery to you? Would you like to guess? And you're already laughing. So that's how I know you have an idea in your head. I'd, I'm not. Here's what came into my head. Mm-hmm. It's like, eat, eat the dough off this dick. <laughs> off the dick? Yeah. That was what I thought of. That okay. was what I thought of. Okay. I'm not proud that that's what I thought of, but that was the first thing I, I thought of. Well, Vic takes a look around him and he's like, I mean, I have this really bodily fluid full uh, cookie dough man. Can you eat the whole thing for me, please? Can you eat the human sized gingerbread person? Yes. Yes. I, uh, my biggest concern, I'm, look, I'm concerned about how it's full of cum. Don't get me wrong. But first of all, that's so much dough and it's yes. raw and you shouldn't eat raw cookie dough. I think some of it is cooked or sorry, cooked. <laughs> some of it is baked. Um, he did give explicit detail into how he like molded the body and stuff and he did bake some of it. So I don't fully understand all of it. But don't give me that look. Don't ex- don't expect me to explain it. I cannot. No, I'm not expecting you to explain it. I'm just trying to figure out a lot of different things about how there's it's a human sized cookie, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Will you just let me get back to the story, please? Because I, I think I've reiterated fun. that. I'm just trying to figure out the consistency within this gingerbread ass because it would be so thick. And if you put it in an oven, if you really wanted it to bake through, like I think it would take years. I don't even know. <laughs> and so it's got to be so dead ass raw 
in the majority of it and then just have like a cooked exterior kind of hope i cannot explain anything bakery related to you i cannot i know no my job is bakery i'm doing the explaining right now that's why my brain is broken (laughs) so instead of questioning any of this clark just shrugs off his jacket and is like okay if that's what it takes and (laughs) so he starts with the head and obviously that's got the results of the the escapades in it. Yeah. And the head with the scared face. And is, I'm going to assume an open mouth. He is sweating eating this. I mean, this is like so much dough, right? Imagine trying to eat something the size of a human head. And then he turns around and goes, you want me to eat the rest of it? And he says, well, I mean, just, just like that part. And like points to the ass part. Just the cum part. So like not the, necessarily the torso or the legs or the arms, like just, just get to that, just get to the ass. So by the time this poor boy, this poor man is done, he is like sweating and like snot and teary eyed. And he's like, I just feel so gross. Right. And he looks and he's like, do you forgive me? And Vic's like, well, I mean, like you could clean me up too. And so, sure enough, Vic goes down on him. That's... Or sorry, sorry, Clark goes down on Vic. That's so tough. If he, this poor man. While full. While so full oh, of dough. So full. Sweating so, with dough. Oh my gosh. So then, he's done. One, one gag reflex and you've got a gingerbread person all over the floor. Like, it's a murder scene. It is. Oh my God. <laughs> There's like not even a chalk outline of the, oh, it's man. everywhere. Like that, it's like that gingerbread man exploded. Yes. So there is another scene because th- this isn't just a blow job. It's, it's a completed blow job. It, the job has been complete. So yes. now. You are consuming that. Yeah. Yes. Got it. Unless you're spitting it out. And what you do well, is. Your nope. Business. We're not even going to talk about that because my stomach's already turning. I can't even think Moving about on. <laughs> and Clark is like, now do you forgive me? And he's like, yes. I want you to know this is where it ends. Now do you forgive me the for end. the thing I didn't do? Did do I didn't cheat on you. I just was like a little bit of an asshole on the phone that we could have talked through and it would have been done. It would make more sense. If he had cheated on Vic and then did this in recompense of the actual cheating, it makes no, I look Clark. I would say maybe this isn't a healthy relationship. Clark, Clark, you need to get out. Honestly, like Vic, you are a whole nother ass problem and you need to find therapy. I'm not even talking about fucking a partially raw, partially cooked gingerbread person. I'm talking about making someone feel guilty for something they didn't do and then making them atone for it by eating so much raw cookie dough that they sweat profusely. Yes, <laughs> yes. What the fuck? Um, yes, I am absolutely there with you. So okay. we're going to go into our rating system now. And we're going to start with diversity. Um... I mean, four out of five. Like, you gave me two gay men. I don't... I appreciate that we have that representation. I can't account for any other points of diversification. Okay. So, so you're going to do same? Yeah. What would you like the plot to be? I'm going to give the plot 
like a 2.5. Oh. I, I enjoy conceptually what we've got going on here. Amazing. Incredible title. Uh, what a concept. What a treat. Uh, I'm concerned about the relationship between these two persons and how it yeah. is represented in this book. And yeah, that is the reason I'm giving it a low score. <laughs> Didn't feel like a strong enough reason to make the man eat the entire no, thing. No. no. I'm going to give it a three just because I was impressed that we got a, actually, there was a plot line in True. nine pages. I keep forgetting that it's been nine pages because it's taken us longer to talk about it than it probably would take us to read it. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, um, Smut, what are you going to give it? I'm going to get, I'm going to give it a 3.5 for creativity. 3.5. Okay, you know what? I'm going to match you there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to go 4, but I think 3.5 is good. As somebody who read it, um, and like it wasn't even described well, I, I have to say the writing was not great. Um, nothing about this was really awesome. Um, I'm so sorry to our author. But it's, oh, it was rough. Um, it was rough for sure. So I have down there the link to our wonderful uh-huh. cover. Uh-huh. Will you please uh-huh. describe our cover? You're not going to believe this, but the first thing I get, that was, that's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, it is a cute cover because it's just a little gingerbread man. It's honestly a really cute cover. So the background is like, I mean, I assume it's like a countertop. Yeah, it looks looks like a granity. Yeah, it looks kind of granity. It also kind of looks like a snowy ground, but like sort of not. Or it could be a countertop that's covered with like flour. Yeah, or it could be like like a lot of ice on a like a frozen yeah. surface anyway it's not important i'm just trying to give some context uh at the top in just just your really basic all caps down to the point font white with red outline come comma cookies comma and cream underneath that we've got the cutest gingerbread man smiling sitting there looking at me he's got white frosted little eyes a little smile little like wigglies around the hands to denote like sleeves and where his hands would be, and one, two, three, four little buttons, they are icing, they are not gumdrop, and he seems to be submerged in some kind of latte. Yeah. But it's very foamy, so it's giving it's giving cream, you see what I mean? It's giving yes. home cookies and cream. Um, and then underneath that, we have the author's name, J.B. Carter. Thank you for my description of this time. It, it, is, a, it is for sure a stock image that was... I love it then use just organically and then the most obnoxious font that you could possibly come Huge up fan. with. Um, so do you want to, I'm giving it a five. I, yeah, love, I love it. Cover. It's so cute. I'm also giving it a five. <laughs> I smiled so much when I saw this cover. I mean, it's a misleadingly cute cover. You would have no idea that a frightened face gingerbread human is about to get fucked five ways from Friday. <laughs> I cannot and tell you. And then eaten by one person. Well, that turns out to be twelve or sorry, seventy five percent for you and seventy seven point five percent for me. That is surprisingly good um, for this uh, book because it was not a good book in layman's terms. Um, what is your what this month's moment? I think we can both say actually. Can I just say on behalf of both of us mm-hmm. that our what this month moment is going to be how much fucking dough the he ate? Yeah. Yeah, I had I had one that was very like serious and and relationship related about how it's so weird to make somebody apologize for something they didn't do vis-a-vis eating all this cookies. Yes, that's and valid. then the more serious one is that I'm trying to understand the vault 
the volume of cookie dough. I hope you have a six-quart KitchenAid stand mixer. What you need is an industrial-grade mixer because that's so much dough. I yeah. what? How much of it did you try and cook, and for how long, and in segments? I assume because it's got to just be a regular oven. And then obviously you gave up because there's no way you would have had the wherewithal to bake a gingerbread of that volume all the way through. And even if you did, I don't think that the consistency is going to be one that's very fuckable. And no. also it's so sticky. Sorry, I'm done now. <laughs> I'm so glad you got that all out of your system. I. Oh. Ditto um, on all of that. That was a ride. I need to get off this ride, though. We need to get off this ride, too. I'm going to have such a conflicted day at work tomorrow. I'm so sorry. Uh, okay. I, I love it. Honestly, JB, I loved it. Thank uh, JB, you. JB, I love the concept of where you took us. I didn't necessarily enjoy getting there. <laughs> um. We are in the holiday season. We've got two more holiday episodes uh, before Christmas. Um, and to all that celebrate, uh, we've got some great options coming up. Um, but in the meantime, you can find us if you so choose on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at, at Say Smut Podcast. Additionally, we'd love to hear your book recommendations. Send them our way via email at saysmutpodcast at gmail.com. Also, we'd love it if you popped us a review. And you know, a rating, you know, just, just do it with honesty and, and, yeah, and integrity and integrity. <laughs> we don't need you to necessarily love everything we do, but definitely don't just be mean to be mean because uh, hope's heart can't take it. So <laughs> we appreciate your time here and stay smutty. See you later. Ho, ho, hoes. <laughs>